Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know who's a roaster who rocks with us? It is a lot. He, we love the way he roasted some columnists out here in San Francisco. The guy who uh, comes to second place all the time. Our boy Benjamin Albright. What's it's up, been way man? too long. Big Ben in the building, baby. Courtesy of the Boxer Girls and Guest Line. KOA Radio in Denver does a great job covering the Broncos and the entire NFL. He's tapped in. He's on a heater. Benjamin, man, long time no talk. How you doing, brother? Way too long no talk. And look, you know, as long as I'm out here roasting Michael Brown's medals, I, I got to roast myself a little bit, too. You know, last time we talked, I said I wasn't sure Brock Purdy was the guy to put a team on his shoulders. And I think he sure enough did that in that last game. So uh, I, I got to take a hit for myself. I got to sit one down and put the microphone aside for a second. Hey, listen, you're not the only one. We're out here in the Bay Area. We didn't know Brock Purdy had what it took to took, uh, take a team on his shoulders, put them on their shoulders. He did it back-to-back weeks. And so your thoughts on that game, as you're watching that game at halftime, what was going on through your mind watching it from afar out there in Colorado? Well, I mean, I was surprised the Lions jumped out to the big lead they did, and that's, you know, that, that's the book on San Francisco. Make them play from behind, and, and that's really your, your kind of shot at beating them, make them one-dimensional. But, you know, I, I think the lack of playoff experience kind of hurt the Lions quite a bit. Um, you only had seven, uh, seven total games, I think, playoff experience on that entire roster versus, of course, the Niners. You guys have tons. And I, and I think that kind of bit them a little bit. I think they got to chase the tight cheeks in the second half. Um, and we watched it kind of implode a little bit with play and decision-making, and you know, the, the, the team that had been there before showed they'd been there before. Doug Deaton pulled it out. You're at the Senior Bowl right now? Yeah, I, I apologize for the background noise. I'm walking back to my hotel room. No, it's all good. It's all good. Like, the Brock discourse, we're inside the bubble, right? We're inside the Bay Area, and, you know, he's everybody's favorite hero. You know, he's the, the great Disney story. It's almost... Even if I told you this was a real story, most people would say you're insulting my intelligence. From the outside looking at all of the the national rhetoric, the narratives, all that stuff, and, and how Niner fans defend him, just what's your you know thousand foot view or mile high view of Brock Purdy? Well, uh, I'm at sea level right now in Mobile, and uh, I'm seeing it on the level, and that is that Brock Purdy is you know what he is. He is an NFL starter. He's more than a game manager. You know, he is a guy that, uh, within the confines of the Shanahan system, finds ways to excel as well. And, you know, I think that uh, I think we undersold on the guy. It's, it's interesting to go back and look. And, you know, he was benched a few times at Iowa State. Um, it, it, it's, I think it's a testament to if you believe in somebody and you stick with them long enough and give them enough opportunities, they, they might have the opportunity to grow into what you envision for them. Benjamin Albright here on the Boxing Girls with Guest Line on the morning. Russell Shasky and Bonte. Uh, ben, what did you think about Dan Campbell's decisions to go for it on fourth down? Uh, because I know that's what the Lions do. A lot of people are questioning his moves. Mm. I had no problem with the first one. 
Josh Riddles flat out dropped it. But what do you think about his coaching style there in that second half for the Lions? I think Dan Campbell stayed true to who he is. Yeah. You know, I have no problem with that. I mean, yeah. dance with the one that brung you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I find it interesting as I as I look around the commentary around the league, it's the same people that were making fun of the hire of Dan Campbell in the first place, the same people who were lambasting him and calling him a meathead and making fun of the ankle biting. You're the same people that are criticizing the decisions. You know, at the end of the day, he got to the he got to the NFC Championship game. Who are you to question it? Yeah. So I think he knows his roster better than anybody else. The um, you know the Lions were what eighty three percent on fourth and three or shorter over the yep. course of the year. If Reynolds catches it, we're not even having this discussion. I, I think the call was the right call. I think they didn't execute. Yeah, I, look, I got I'm writing down storylines for next week. Mahomes versus Purdy, obviously the first round draft pick, maybe the greatest quarterback ever against Mister Irrelevant. Andy Reid versus. The old Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, a guy who can't win the big one. Kittle versus Kelsey. I mean, Spags and Wilkes. Revenge game for the Niners. What's your favorite of all? And you might take something off the board here that I didn't even reference. What's your favorite storyline going into next week? Well, my favorite storyline going into this playoffs was Pat Mahomes can't win on the road, and, and that's you know obviously uh, you know stupid and, and, and over with now. Uh, ruin on the road in the playoffs anyway. Um, he said the advantage of winning at home and all this, so that, that that's out the window. Uh, I think you know the, the Brock Purdy game manager nonsense. You know that, that's finally out the window. I think people are done with that. Um, you know my 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 favorite is just. Two great football teams squaring off against each other. I, I don't need extra juice for this one. This is a two two of the best teams in football squaring off. You got a, a great offensive mastermind on both sides of the ball. Uh, you've got great defensive masterminds on both sides of the ball. There's not a, an area here where either one of these teams has a, a glaring deficiency like the Lions did in their secondary. Um, you know, these are these are just two good football teams. I've already seen some good football at a Super Bowl. I don't I don't want to see a blowout. I want to see a I want to see a contested matchup. And I think the the minds of Kyle Shanahan and the mind of Andy Reid were in for some uh, some football greatness with this one no I think so too Ben but you know you saw the obviously you saw the Chiefs twice out there in Denver and the Denver Broncos beat them uh one time in Denver of course 24 to 9 they played themselves on Thursday night football at Arrowhead Stadium so are you a little surprised that the Niners are the early betting favorites should they be the favorites in this game I know it's a small spread what the Niners minus two it's jumped around a little bit early in the week but should they be the betting favorites over Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs that I don't know. I, you know, I would put the line to two points the other direction, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at it. Right. Um, the thing about Kansas City is, is, is there is a book on how to beat that offense this year. Uh, you, you press those guys on the outside. They, they, you know, the receiving core they have this year isn't as good. They, they don't get open as well. Uh, you got to double up Kelsey. If you can check Kelsey down and press him on the outside, you got a real chance. It's interesting to me that this is being billed, though, as Pat Mahomes versus Brock Purdy and Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan, when I think the key matchup here is going to be Christian McCaffrey versus Isaiah Pacheco. Whoever can get the ground game going against the other team is going to make, is going to, you know, make their team a lot better. Oh, I like that storyline. I'm writing that down. There you go. That, that's good. With Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, yeah. of course. Chris Jones having an all-time. Spagnolia. is he going to get a head coaching job? I know he's older. He's in his 60s. But the run he's had at D coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs has been unbelievable. And we know about those great New York Giants being began in 2011. Steve Spagnolia. I don't hear his name at all when it comes to the Seahawks job or the commander's job. What are you hearing about Spagnolia? Is he going to just be a lifer as a D.C. in Kansas City? He's not going to get a job this cycle. I know that. Um, beyond that, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a question of whether or not he wants to get back into that realm. I think he's, I think he's pretty maxed out as a defensive coordinator. I don't think he's, you know, really head coach material, if you know what I mean. It's a different skill set. And uh, I, I just don't know that he, A, wants that, and B, is really cut out for it. I mean, you go back and look at his 10 years as head coach with, uh, uh, was it the Rams, or, and it was 
disaster. I mean, they had some of the worst teams you've ever seen. They turned to what, the, what was the savior there? Uh, Jeff Fisher. You, mm-hmm. you turned to Jeff Fisher as the savior. That's mm-hmm. the step up. Uh, so it was, you know, I, I don't know that he's going to get another head coaching job. And some of these guys, I mean, you know, you, you get a taste of that and you realize that's not what you want. You like being a coordinator. And you saw Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloan both go back to their respective teams because they're young and they like being a coordinator. Uh, we've seen Jim Schwartz pass on interviews because he's, he's done the head coaching thing and he likes being a D coordinator. So I, I'm not sure that he, he wants that anymore. It is kind of wild. No one is even questioning Super Bowl in Vegas. Like, if I would have said that 15 years ago, people would have, their heads would have exploded. The Super Bowl is going to be in Las Vegas at a brand new NFL stadium. I don't know. I I feel like this week's going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, you say 15 years ago, shoot, five years ago might have been a might have been a, a heads exploding thing. I mean, I'm proud out here in Colorado. We led the country on Mary Jane. We led the country on sports gambling, and um, you know, I I'm proud of that. I'm a I'm a partaker in both. I won't lie to you, but I think that uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, I I you know, I, I think if you could find a way. And, and they've tried to do a good job. If you can find a way to make sure that the integrity of the game isn't compromised, you don't have guys, yeah. then I don't have a problem with it. Sports gambling keeps guys keeps people more engaged. It does. Okay. Especially no. in blowouts or meaningless games. So oh, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. And if you don't like it, don't gamble. Yeah, no, I'm with the team totals, quarter bets, prop bets, you name it, man. We're, we're both cut from the same cloth on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to the Mary Jane and, of course, the sports gambling. Big Ben, will you be out there in Vegas? What's your deal after the Senior Bowl? Uh, I think so. We're uh, I gotta I gotta check in with my PD and all that kind of stuff. But we're ninety nine percent. We're gonna be out there. So, nice. oh, real quick, I, I know Michael Penix was down there throwing. Uh, we do have an NFL draft coming up oh, in a few I months. I like Penix. Penix, what what are uh, scouts saying around him? Because he did not look good against Michigan. He got beat up a little bit. Got some happy feet when that pocket got muddied up. How's but you? I, I could hear your expression there when it came to Penix. Why'd you do that, Ben? Uh, I got, if you're Penix fans, I got some, some probably bad news for you. He's not looked too hot out here so far. And, you know, I, I, for everybody I've talked to who thinks the league is, is significantly lower on Penix than, you know, fans and media. Um, you go back, you look at the tape and, and, and they were often beaten up on teams they were just more talented than. They had great receivers on the outside. Penix doesn't really throw the ball in between the numbers and you need that to survive in the NFL. Uh, and then when he got pressured, man, he just wilted. You know, he was a guy, you, you talked about those feet. Uh, that happened. He just, he just didn't know what to do with the ball. If, if the first read wasn't there or something wasn't open to get out quick when it took time for him to sit there and make decisions over the field and you know on an extended play his his internal clock was more like a sundial and it, it wasn't happy so I would suggest that he's probably a day two pick uh, you know second third round kind of guy uh, he's going to be drafted behind the big three Bo Nix and uh, JJ McCarthy yes yeah see, I want that and it's one game so you know I'm not going to hold the, the whole his whole career against him but I, I saw Bo Nix uh, and uh, Penix play each other in the Pac-12 championship and I thought Bo Nix didn't see the field at all and was not accurate yeah. at all. I mean, it was a bad game for him. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you there. I think Penix, I mean, excuse me, I think uh, Nix is uh, a little bit closer to maybe a Derek Carr than people want to admit. Um, you know, she's he's kind of a guy that, you know, he could be a serviceable starter in this league, but it's mostly going to be dump down type stuff. And when you need him yeah. to, to carry you, I'm not sure that he can, he can push the ball and, you know, without a talent advantage like he had at Oregon. So I, I'm with you on that. Right, well, Harbaugh on the division now with the Chargers. Uh, before we get you out of here, now you got a stacked division. You got Sean Payton out there where you're at. Uh, Andy Reid, of course, in Kansas City. Now Jim Har- Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, of course, and they all bought into him. Jim Harbaugh now with the Chargers, man. He's coming to the AFC West, Ben. Oh, we're sunk. We're not winning anything until both those guys retire. Heck, we can't even beat Antonio Pierce and Josh McDaniels last year. So, uh, you know, I mean, as, as far as that kind of stuff goes, you got superior coaches out there. Sean Payton, that offense he wanted to run. I mean, he hamstrung Russ Wilson. 
Um, you know, you look at the offense he tried to run with Russ. The Broncos were 29th and 31st in scoring in the second, third quarters, and they let Russ cook in the fourth, and they're number one in the NFL by a wide margin. Um, you know, Russ leads the leads the NFL in game winning drives, fourth quarter comebacks, and you bench him for Jarrett Stidham. So I, I don't know what we're doing here, but uh, I know we aren't winning anytime soon, especially with those two in the division. All right, Ben. Wow, wow. hot fire there. This is why we wow. love you, man. This is why you always have a gold medal on this show. Benjamin Albright, KOA Radio in Denver, down there in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl, giving us his thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup. Ben, we won't make it this too long. We'll make sure we catch up with you very, very soon. Absolutely, Roastmaster General out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 